Last year, Pitt had their best season in 40 years. Now is the time to finish their preparations to defend their ACC title with sights set on an even higher possible playoff berth. They're getting ready in training camp right now. We discuss that and more on this week's Hail to Pit podcast. about finishing it in these final 30 minutes. Well, you know, it happened in, it happened in West Virginia. We were knocked off number two. It happened in South Carolina, and it's happened in Pittsburgh today. Our guys had a lot of guts tonight. We're just going to keep getting better. I mean, it's just, that's what it is. One home game that you will never, ever forget. We shocked the world! Hail to Pitt. Hail to Pitt. This is the week of August 20th. 2022 and this is the hell to pit podcast i'm alan and i'm vince and now we are preparing for the reigning defending undisputed acc heavyweight champions of the world to make their triumphant return to their 2022 campaign which kicks off with the biggest game in the history of games the return of the backyard brawl. I couldn't have written it up better, Vince. What a way to start the season. What a time to be alive and be back podcasting and hailing the pit. <laughs> the, the biggest game in, in in the stadium, formerly known as Heinz Field. You got two undefeated teams clashing, a re, re, renewed huge rivalry. This is really what it's all about, Alan. And it's so different if you're coming as a pit fan or if you are a hooplehead from West Virginia. Different stakes, but same old, just pure hatred and animosity and just anger that's going to fill, ang- ang- what's it called? Ac- angry, sh- sure damn angry stadium <laughs> on September 1. But this is our preview show for Pit Football. Thank you for welcoming, welcoming us back to your podcast feed. Let's get into this thing we call the hell to pit podcast and we always let you know you can follow us at h2p show on twitter or wherever you hail to pit on social media email us hail the number two pit podcast at gmail.com we appreciate all the interactions we're going to have throughout the season on social and on panther lair and we must remind you that just like last season the hell to pit podcast is brought to you by the helpful folks at pretty easy podcasts you start your own pit podcast right now if you want to or maybe you want to start a podcast about how damn high the rent is you just go to prettyeasypodcast.com you hit them up and they're going to help you they're going to give you a producer an editor all the help you'd ever need friends make friends you're going to have to pay them but still it's like a fraternity they do the same thing prettyeasypodcast.com is where it's at and they make podcasting uh, pretty easy So, this season, will it be easy without Kenny Pickett? That is the big question. Will it be easy with a a loss of a captain on defense? I don't know, Vince. All I know is I'm confident going into this season, even though we've lost some great uh, all-timers for the Pitt Panthers. I'm feeling good. New offensive coordinator. Really, really experienced offensive line. So much to look forward to. So much happened in the offseason. I don't know where to start. All I know is that I think Keaton Slovis isn't hurt as of this moment, so I'm happy. 
<laughs> he, he is not by all accounts, uh, which is a huge thing. And he is going to be critical to the success of the Panthers this season. Uh, that's really what all, all people are talking about. You know, Alan, I, I'm always snooping around. I'm always hearing like, you know, what's going on at, at the backup guard position. You know, you know, who's going to be, you know, maybe that fifth or sixth wide receiver, but all anybody wants to talk about right now is Kenny Pickett, Jordan Addison, both those guys are gone. So critical to the success uh, in 2021, that ACC championship season, a 10-plus win season. Those guys are not here. And everybody's focused on who's going to replace them. How is Pitt going to replace them? Can they be as good without those two guys in the lineup? I certainly think they can, but it's going to be different because we have to acknowledge that there is a new offensive coordinator in town. And most of us last year, the previous years would say, great, but I don't know. <laughs> now it's a whole new philosophy because I don't know, we're going to rely on some different personnel, which is what you do from season to season. So I'm not mad at it, but damn it, Abanacanda, Hammond, they might have the, the biggest, greatest weight on their shoulders this season. And of course, the offensive line. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, that offensive line, you know, all five starters coming back, several guys coming back from last year that had to step up and, and start uh, due to some injuries. Uh, so and you, and you mentioned it, Israel Blanacanda, Rodney Hammond, Vincent Davis. You know, he is always lit, ready to go. Uh, you know, this running attack sh should be should be very strong. Uh, and a lot of people are talking about, you know, Coach Signetti and how he's going to just run the ball all the time. Well, I don't know if that's quite really what's going to happen. Uh, I don't have any of the numbers in front of me, but if you watched him at Boston College, Alan, uh, yeah, they, and especially when they played Pitt, you know, they were not afraid to throw that ball down the field. I expect, uh, you know, maybe if anything, this offense will be a, a little bit more balanced in, in terms of, of, of run and pass. I still think, still think they're going to throw the ball plenty. Uh, and, and, and last year, yeah, Coach Whipple, he'd like to throw the ball a whole hell of a lot. But we did see late in games specifically, uh, yeah. second half, they were able to run that ball very effectively, kept the clock moving, and just squeezed the life out of some games. Uh, so uh, it, to me, I, I don't think it's going to be as different as what everybody's expecting. What say you? I, I expect uh, a little bit of uh, a more focus on the run game just because that's it's not just the who the offensive coordinator is. I just think of who the personnel is. And while while the uh, receivers, I think, are pretty damn good, I love Wayne and, and Mumfield's coming in very highly heralded, giving us the inside threat. Uh, offensive line and, and, and the running backs is where it's at now for Pitt on offense, I think, the strength. And uh, lean on them, especially – Give it the ball to the Hammond in the fourth. Keep doing it. It worked last year, so I'm hoping that happens a whole hell of a lot more uh, this coming season. But, you know, it's a whole season, Vince. Injuries happen, and, and <laughs> people step up, and who the hell knows how it's all going to shake out. But on paper, that's where I lean. And most of all, what I expect is quarterbacks not having to run to the sideline for play calls. And we, we don't get the feeling that, that uh, Keaton Slovis and Frank Signetti have that type of relationship. Uh, I, I'm not sure. Is, is Coach Signetti going to be in the, in the booth? Is he going to be down on the field? We, I, I presume he would. I don't know. I, I, I'm not sure where he was at Boston College. Um, uh, I, I guess he, 
I, I'm guessing he's going to be on the sideline, but I don't know for sure. Yeah, and if he's all the way up in that booth, that's a long way for Slovis to go in yes, between plays. It is. And then we're going to have really we're going to have penalty issues, so I don't see it happening. Uh, the off season was. Do you think this is the most memorable off season for Pitt football in your lifetime? <laughs> Uh, maybe just because they had the most memorable season of our yeah, lifetime. That's true. That's true. But also, I, I think you're, you could say this around a lot of college football. Everybody's having topsy turvy off seasons. Every school, some, some way more than us. Yes. Uh, you yes. know, you, you talk about uh, you know losing Jordan Addison, obviously a huge blow to the team, but uh, the people that we gained. Uh, you know, Akeden Slovis coming coming in. Uh, no Alan, brainer, Alan, Alan. We we were just so hyped uh, back in December uh, when we were getting this kid. Uh, but it doesn't stop there. Uh, you know, we talk about Jordan Addison leaving, but you know, you you mentioned Katana Mumfield, uh, a, a freshman All American from Akron transferring in, and then also uh, Bub Means, wide receiver from Louisiana Tech. This guy is getting a ton of hype. In, in in camp, it seems like he's going to be one of those top three receivers, and we know the guys that we have coming back. Uh, so it it seems like uh, it just it, it pit. It, it, yes, it was a huge loss with Addison, but I think we gained more than we lost, and, and certainly some big guys on the defensive side of the ball we'll probably be getting into at some point. A Shane Simon from from Notre. Notre Dame, a Tyler Wiltz, uh, another linebacker transfer, you know, filling in those holes where you need to. I think Pitt, Pitt won out as far as I'm concerned. Oh, yeah. It's not like uh, they were just sitting back and letting transfer portals decimate the, the team. You know, Narduzzi proactive and really uh, going after taking that step up to the next level now knowing that he has his job until 2030. Well, I mean, really, does he? Who, who the hell knows? It's college football. I just, I don't see him transitioning into a Cajun though one day and then become going to LSU or something and pretending to talk like different. I don't ever no. see that happen. No, don't I, I don't. He, Maybe gone. he'll replace Saban though. That, that's one worry I have in the next <laughs> eight years. Can you imagine Alabama fans deal, dealing with him? <laughs> I, I mean, I, I can. I can picture it. Yes, in my mind, anything's possible in this oh, crazy my. ass sport. Uh, but one, we're talking offense to kick the show off, and one pl- player we didn't fail to mention yet, which uh, shame on us. But coming in this season, I think is going to be relied upon a lot to be clutch and, of course, be out there uh, smacking guys around blocking. Will be Gavin Bartholomew Vince, uh, who's going to step into. I mean, he was great last year, but he's going to be more relied upon this year as well at the tight end position, a position the Pitt Panthers can uh, actually rely on now. <laughs> yeah, that, that Bartholomew guy really stepped up just out of nowhere last year. A, uh, uh, you know, just bring a ton of production, him and Lucas Kroll, to that tight end position. Production we hadn't seen in a very long time. Um, and he just he just looked like a monster. Uh, you know, everybody talking about that Brock Byers down in Georgia. Uh, I think Bartholomew was just as good uh, with, with some of the stuff he was able to do. Um, I think he's going to be a huge weapon in, in the passing game this year, Alan. I think that's where you're looking towards. Uh, we'll, we'll see if anybody can step up and really take that, you know, maybe that second tight end position that, you know, several guys, uh, you know, competing for, for that time. But, uh, I would hope that you know Coach Signetti, he's going to just use his best personnel regardless of what position that they play. Uh, 
Uh, and Bartholomew's a guy, I, you know, he's too good to take off the field as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, last year the uh, rotation on defense was what we all talked about. But offense, they you know, a lot of people got playing time. Uh, and at the end of the year, young younger players giving getting opportunities to step up. Very interested to see how Signetti also utilizes personnel. You're right, Vince. I, I, I'm, I'm interested. Uh, that brings us to position battles in training camp. Um, I got to admit, I was overseas the last month, so I'm, I'm behind on, on really the, on the deepest of rumors. But I know you're <laughs> always good to rely upon, so I'm here to, to listen. But what were you looking at for a wide receiver? I know Mumfield's stepping in. Wayne's awesome. What, what's wide receiver looking at looking like now that Addison's gone? There's a huge void. What goes on with the receivers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those two, uh, Wayne, Wayne and Mumfield, were certainly going to be the two of the top guys. And then, as I mentioned, Bub Means, uh, the, the transfer from Louisiana Tech, is getting all kinds of buzz. Uh, a big, strong kid with with some tremendous speed. Uh, you know, he could be a deep threat uh, out on the outside. Uh, that that the Panthers are going to need because we know Slovis can throw that deep ball for sure, and so I, I expect him to be uh, quite involved. And then we had, you know, guys like like J- uh, Jaden Barden, Jalen Bradley uh, last year, some younger guys who who were doing pretty well. Uh, I'm just interested here to see, you know, what that, uh, you know, how much they're going to use. You know, uh, a Barden and a Bradley, I imagine those guys are going to get in. I don't know if anybody else beyond that is really going to be, you know, a major contributor. I guess we'll, we'll see. Uh, they, they certainly have a lot of depth. I, I think those are going to be the top five guys, plus Bartholomew for sure. Uh, so I, I, I think this position is in good hands. Uh, it's really going to come down to, you know, how, how much uh, some of those younger guys have progressed over the summer and how well they, they mesh with Slovis. I think that's going to be the biggest thing. Yeah, who does Slovis like is the other question, too. That's <laughs> I a, haven't heard. I, I yeah. don't know. And Bub Means not related to Natron Means, the great Chargers running back. No, but no. But still a hell of a player. Interested to see how he steps up. Um, I know we have other other positions here for the position battles, but real quick with Signetti uh, and personnel, you know how he uses them, we just said, with the running backs – I'm hearing a lot of people saying Izzy's getting a thousand this year, but with how they were, I don't know, like last year, how they were handling the running backs, who could uh, see that many carries to do the, that kind of damage statistically? Well, well I'll, I'll say, I, I'll say this, uh, uh, Israel Abanaconda, you know, he was a- averaging a high, you know, yards per carry, a high yards per touch. And, you know, he, he had some injuries last year, uh, that you know he wasn't used all all that much. I think if he does get a full season and he really takes over and ends up becoming the guy, um, that could you could see somebody eclipse uh, a thousand yards. I really could. And you know, and coach has been saying, uh, you know, out of all the running backs, I, th- I think he's mentioned Abanaconda the most uh, this off season, uh, hyping him up the most. And I, I think he he has mentioned he's kind of waiting for somebody to come up. And you know, take a stranglehold on that job, and I think Abanaconda could do it. Now, no, make no mistake about it; all those other backs are definitely going to get theirs. I, th- I think, but uh, you know, if Abanaconda ends up being the feature back and ends up getting in maybe sixty percent of the touches, maybe uh, I definitely think he could be in for a big statistical season. And then, before we move over to defense, Slovis has the stranglehold. 
on the quarterback position, uh, even though I, Patty I, tried I, to I, take him out? Was that the I rumor? I guess so. Yeah, even though uh, Coach has not uh, made an announcement on officially who's going to be the starting quarterback, you know, every everything I'm hearing and everything we speculated, uh, you know, going way back to December, uh, as good as Nick Patty could be, is, is that Slovis is going to be the guy. Well, and also, I, I'm going to say this all season long, Vince, and you're going to get tired of it, but you got to think, even though this year's important, we can win it all again. I do believe it, the ACC. Uh, you got to think past 2020, into 2023, 24, 30, 2030, and then Narduzzi's gone. And then what? We can't ruin our reputation as a place for transfers. And if you bring Slovis in and then you don't start him and he's healthy, that's a bad look for all the other transfer portalese. So I say just. At least start him for this for the brawl. Well, and may- <laughs> well, one thing I will say, and maybe I'm reading a little too into this, is that uh, on you know usually one night during a training camp, all the players uh, they go out with all their uh, you know positional coaches, take them out to a different restaurant. Uh, so the linemen, you know, maybe they're they're going somewhere. And, uh, you know, the tight ends are going to big gyms. Yeah. And, and you know, you know, uh, yeah, maybe the wide receivers are getting hibachi restaurants or something. Yeah. I don't um, know. familia. Usually, yeah. Well, actually, well, so the seniors, they usually go with Coach Narduzzi to La Familia, uh, the seniors. So, and then, you know, they post pictures on, on Twitter of, you know, all the position groups. Slovis was with the seniors. Nick Patty was with the quarterbacks. Uh, so, and Nick Patty does still have eligibility next year, Alan. So maybe Nick Patty's still just waiting his turn. Yeah. Thank it <laughs> towards 2023. And then, oh my goodness, Pitt is just propped up and Narduzzi might get a contract extension into 2040. Can you imagine? We can't let him go to Alabama. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Do you think Nick Saban's retiring anytime soon? Uh, before Narduzzi's contract's up, hell yeah, absolutely that's happening. He'd be like 80 by then, right? Isn't he in his 70s? He, he did say he's been disgusted with just how college football has been run recently. I mean, he, that that's just veiled. That's all at Jimbo. That's He's just disgusted with Jimbo. <laughs> we know what's going on down there. We'll talk about them more later. Let's talk about the defense. All right. The Pitt Panthers won the ACC last year uh, because, of course, they had Kenny Pickett, but also because they sacked the hell out of all the quarterbacks, all of them, everybody. They just sacked the hell out of everybody. Getting to quarterbacks is what the Pitt Panthers do, and they have guys returning that can do that. Elijah Cansey, Habakkuk, Italia's own, Baldonado, but there are some question marks. Losing Cam Bright is, is a rough one for me, but outside linebacker Vince what do we know about the battles on that side yeah. of the ball in defense with the guys the the, the, the mics the stars the monies who's going to be who's going to yeah. be linebacking yeah all, you know all those uh you know well, we know timeout we know who's going to be miking of course <laughs> is, is is coming back will be the new leader of the defense and then proceed money and star, if you will. Yeah, you know, we, we lost, uh, you know, you said we can't lost Cam Bright, uh, you know, Johnny Patrician, he's gone. You're just, you know, that, uh, I believe four outside linebackers. Uh, he transferred you know. back to Penn State. No, no, he, okay. he's guard, he's guarding some other hen house. Okay, good. <laughs> Somewhere. <laughs> um, but, uh, uh, 
so so that outside linebacker really up for grabs initially, uh, but it looks like it's finally fleshing out a little bit. I'm not quite sure what the rotation is going to be, uh, but you know, um, you know, the big guy you got to talk about, Bangley Kamara, uh, outside linebacker. You know, we saw some glimpses, some flashes from this kid at the end of a, uh, the season last year in the bowl game. Uh, uh, just a long, ragey, rangy athlete. Um, it seems like he is just going to be a star in the making. Coach has really been talking about how great he's he, he's looked. Uh, Shane Simon, transfer from Notre Dame, uh, a, a, an experienced player. It seems like he's going to be getting a lot of time outside. And then uh, you also got Solomon DeShields, a, a tremendous athlete coming out of high school, a guy who could probably play a number of different positions. Initially was in the wide receiver room. Uh, he's going to he's going to be playing some linebacker, uh, just just a, a, a size and speed. Uh, it just something we're seeing from these kids that we haven't had in quite a long time. You know, Johnny Patrician was probably six foot, 200 pounds Alan, something like that. Uh, now we're dealing with guys that are six, three, six, four, two thirty, uh, playing these positions and probably just as fast. Uh, so that's something to be excited about. Tyler Wilts, a transfer from like Southern Missouri or something like that. He's gotten some, some, uh, uh, some good call outs from coach, uh, so far in, in camp. So it looks like we're going to be sure in that linebacker position up, but it's all new. It's all different players. Uh, so we're just going to have to see how they, they mesh with Servassier Dennis, there, man in the middle. Uh, that's going to be, uh, uh, you know, the biggest turnover we've had on, on this defense. So I'm excited to see what these linebackers could do rushing the quarterback in coverage. But as you said, Alan, they got a hell of a defensive line in front of them. Uh, so, so you can only look so bad. I mean, if you look at just the, the second layer of depth for Pitt's defensive line, it's as exciting as it was last year and the previous year, if you ask me. Before we talk about them, though, I do want to – I've been waiting for this, and I, Tyler Wiltz, you know where he went? I know he went to – he transferred from Missouri State. Do you know where he went to high school, though? Which no, I do not. It's me personally very excited. Uh, for Burroughs? Bro Bridge, Louisiana. <laughs> All right. Well, you got to give us a good scouting report on him, or talk to somebody who could. Well, he, yeah, he, yeah, we could, we could get some info because I think he was uh, playing high school ball when after my time down down south. But that's exciting, and yeah, we'll see how Pitt handles the linebackers if they rotate him a bunch like they did last year, and just a bunch of uh, swinging doors around Servassier or ben and Bengali. I, I think Bengali's going to solidify, but we'll see how they use him. Uh, could be more of the same from last year, and I would not mind that. The secondary, uh, probably a bigger question mark. Uh, we'll get to them, but uh, real quick, on the defensive line, I just want to ask you, Vince, Deion Hayes, how much PT does he get this year? He's been waiting for him to break out. Is this the year, or does he have to keep waiting his turn? He's a junior now. No, no I think he, he's getting a lot of playing time this year. Uh, you know, he was getting a fair amount at the very end of the season, played a good amount in that bowl game, and against uh, – in, in the ACC championship game and against Syracuse at the end of the year, uh, you know he's he's solidly in that top four of, of defensive ends. Um, you, you know with, with Hava and, and Morgan uh, and John Morgan, mm-hmm. yep. Yeah, and so and, and Desel and Alexandra. So he he is definitely going to be in that in that main rotation. Uh, it could could be a big breakout year for him finally. 
Yeah, and it, this is just stupid, this defensive line, because then you look at Tier 3 and you've got the, the future the, uh, of Pitt defensive lines with uh, Elliot Donald, Bam Brema. I mean, the, the defensive line should be more the same, and it's really ridiculous when you have redshirt seniors like Devin Danielson and Tyler Bentley uh, yeah. able to rotate them in, just so experienced too, and they're not going to be uh, you know, run ragged. So, I mean, of course, knock on wood, barring injury, but the good thing is Pitt is totally loaded there. Uh, but then in the secondary, Vince, uh, the, the, the there aren't many – I don't think there's many position battles to be won. Right? Everybody's pretty much set, maybe at one of the corner spots, right? Yeah, but, yeah. But it's all set, but the depth there is uh, – I don't know. I don't know what yeah. to expect. It, it, not, uh, not a ton of guys that have played – uh, a lot, you know, you know, that, that, uh, you know, the safety position, you know, with Brandon Hill, Hill and, um, and Eric Hallett, uh, you know, th- those guys are pretty solid Hill. I think one of the best players on this team. Um, but, but that, uh, that secondary, those cornerbacks, uh, you know, without, without Damari Mathis, uh, you know, we know Marquez Williams is certainly going to be, you know, manning one of those spots. And I don't know if it's going to be AJ Woods. I don't know if it's going to be MJ Devonshire. Uh, you know, maybe a Javante Royal, maybe, you know, coming up to, you know, or, or, uh, or, or a battle to take one of those, one of those spots, uh, you know, that, 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 that second cornerback spot. Yeah. I think several of those guys are going to play. Uh, it's just a matter, a matter of how many, but like you've said, said, Alan, coach Narduzzi, he is, he has shown the ability just to recruit just maniacs to play, to play that, those cornerback positions and, and take receivers on one-on-one with no help whatsoever. Uh, so yeah, I, I do feel confident whoever they put in there is, is going to be test uh, well-tested because they, they've had guys who've got some experience. Yeah. So th- this is going to be, i really feel like more of the same narrative in terms of, uh, how Pitt's going to go at it on defense, a solid D-line, some youth and inexperience in some places, but maybe more experience uh, this year just because of what they did last year with the rotation. So maybe some more confidence in terms of the experience, but the talent might be TBD, I think, uh, beyond uh, from linebacker and back. And, of course, Servassier Dennis, though, we expect him to have a phenomenal year and uh, maybe lead the nation in tackles. Is that possible, you think? I don't see why not. Yeah. I'd, lo- I'd love if, to see if it. If the other team could get past the defensive line. That's true. I mean, it's hard to have that, that those stats when everybody's getting sacked and tackled in the backfield. Uh, punter. we got to have a new punter now, unfortunately, Vince. So, yeah. Sam Vanderhaar. Yeah, that, that's, uh, you know, um, if, if you've heard any negatives coming on training campus at the – yeah, these guys have not looked good, these punters. Uh, so I, that does have me a little concerned. Um, I, I, maybe there's going to be some open tryouts, maybe. <laughs> to, to, to see. <laughs> they got to come up with something. I don't, I don't know. Uh, I, I guess we'll see uh, uh, what's going to happen there. But, you know, that, if you're reading some of the notes that people have, have, have said, uh, that, that's one position they have not looked great. So that uh, would be uh, troublesome because we know having a great punter can be a huge advantage and uh, one that I think, well, the Steelers should have this year. I'm excited for punter for the other team playing in Agriculture Stadium, formerly known as Heinz Field. But Pitt, 
Uh, that could cause some trouble. Sam Scarton, of course, kicking uh, for, for the Panthers, so pretty confident there. Uh, you know, they're the defending champs, Vince, and everybody says you got to reload and you're not going to do it like Alabama where you're going to have true freshmen coming in and winning trophies, individual trophies, and going to the NFL, but Pitt has reloaded through the transfer portal. They were smart last year with their rotations, giving people the experience, and I think they're propped up to – be very dangerous at the least in the ACC once again. And we all know anything can happen in this damn conference, even with Clemson always having the talent. Uh, they're they're not sitting pretty by any stretch, and they've got a lot to prove to themselves. So Pitt's right there in the thick of it again. And what, ranked 17 in the AP going into the season? Yep, yep. Uh, 17th uh, by the Associated Press, 16th by the coaches poll. Uh, so it, 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 it's not like people are completely down on this team. I think they do recognize that there's a lot of talent here, like you said, Alan. And, you know, we'll be talking about this, you know, in the couple of weeks leading up to the uh, to the start of the season. But, you know, call me crazy, but I think this team uh, could be just as good, if not better, than, than last year's team. I understand that you lose a, a, an all-time quarterback in Kenny Pickett, but like you said, you know, you, you've added – uh, to these other positions, you may be better everywhere else. And, and Caden Slovis is no slouch. He may be, you know, just as good. He may be able to put up some Kenny Pickett type performances this year. I, I, I hope so. I hope so, but I don't care how they get it done as long as uh pits out there competing. And of course, wins that very first game of the season, the most important football game in the history of our lives. Uh, on September 1st um, because it's the next one and it's the return of the brawl and we're going to be back to break down the brawl of course in in just a couple weeks but we've got uh, some things to get to here Vince we've got a little bit of the uh, of what's going on outside of the ACC but of course what's going on around town and then what's first and foremost going on in the pitternet can you explain what internet is I hear there's rumors on the uh Internets and to all those faceless keyboard warriors on Twitter. But we're a good dog football team. I'm proud of these guys. So let's start this season and exploring the Pitternet by going to, well, a, a magazine and website I've lost a lot of love for since I was a youngster. I no longer subscribe to or really care about Athlon Sports. But they always do have the fun anonymous quotes from people within the conference. And this is anonymous ACC coaches talking on the Pitternet about Pitt well, and each other. And some of these quotes are great. Uh, I like this one. Uh, the obvious thing that is that losing Kenny Pickett is going to hurt them a lot. That's not the caliber of quarterback you turn around and replace at a program like that. But the under-the-radar thing, at least to a lot of us, is losing Mark Whipple. It was no secret. He really didn't really jibe with Pat Narduzzi, but that's not a bad thing at all. I think he was the first offensive coach to come in there and really push back and call his own shots, and it really worked. They had a talented QB, and they could attack defenses really well. A, which coach do you think said that? And two, Vince, do uh, you think that's true? Do you think Signetti's going to be like just – doing three quarterback sneaks in a row from the from the two and then kicking a field goal when they need a touchdown and just letting Pat Narduzzi punk them around with the offensive play calling. <laughs> I, I, I don't think that. I, I don't think that was 
<laughs> I don't think that's going to be the case at all. Um, but uh, I, I wouldn't necessarily say this is really disrespectful of, of you know, what's said here. Uh, I, I'm going to go with Dino Babers said this uh, out of Syracuse. I, I think, you know, he's he's probably closest uh, to, to Pat Narduzzi, you know, and the inner workings of this program. I'm going to go with him. Yeah, and, and this coach did say Pat with and Narduzzi was put in brackets, so that means they never said his last name. So it's probably a friend of Pat Narduzzi. Could be Dino. You're right. This next one, uh, the interesting thing will be Keenan Slovis. He's a different style player than Kenny. I think Frank Signetti Jr. is going to bring that Boston College over and try to play a little bit more ball control, but they need to run the ball better. Hmm. Um, I mean, that's like what we all what we said at the top of the show and what everyone's saying. So that's probably someone who doesn't even really know Pitt very well, I think, I, within the conference. <laughs> I was, well, yeah, I mean, there are some new coaches. Uh, who do you think Mario Cristobal said this? Yeah, that's probably <laughs> Cristobal because he doesn't know what the hell he's getting into. He doesn't know. He's he he's. He doesn't know about this, about the, the new Pitt Miami dynamic from when he was experiencing it and, you know, down there with Dwayne Johnson and Warren Sapp and just bullying everybody. Uh, but, oh man, I can't wait for that game. Well, can't look ahead though. September 1. Uh, let's do one more here from the Pitternet, from the anonymous ACC coaches. Did you have a preference for these last two, Vince? Uh, that last one. <laughs> the last one is what we'll get into. All right, let me pull it up here. And. All right, anonymous ACC coach about Pitt. The floor for this program is floating around a bull. No one really knows what the expectation for this staff is now. Did Pat earn a little security? He's certainly no charmer. They're always, almost certainly going to fall back into the pack this year. Whoa! Really bold right there. Yeah, initially I, I thought this could have been Jeff Collins from, from Georgia Tech. Oh, the he heat. There's the heat there. Yeah, you're right. But I uh -huh. think I think he would have had a little bit more choice words, um, but but then thinking about this a little bit more, I, I think this is uh, Dabo Sweeney actually trying to talk himself into Pitt not being as good. Yeah, that's I, I exactly was my initial reaction was da Dabo trying to convince himself if you speak it into the universe, hopefully it becomes true type of thing. But whatever helps you sleep at night, Dabo. All right, but there you go. Anonymous ACC coaches saying stuff about Pitt. Let them talk. The champs are entering the season as the champs still for the next few weeks. We get to enjoy it. And then the new campaign begins. And what a start to the season it's going to be. Uh, the first ACC game is over a, mo a month away, over a month away from now, but one month from kickoff to the season, Vince. So that. That, that showdown with Georgia Tech will be the first one up. So, I mean, there's a lot more. It's gonna be a lot more blood bloodbaths this season. It's a lot more. It's when you're the champs. Things people take things personal. Then you also throw in the fact that WVU returns to the schedule. Tennessee's looking for revenge. It's gonna be a much more emotional season this season, I think, than last. Yeah, it's it's gonna be pretty cutthroat. I think. Every game's gonna be like the North Carolina game. Is my expectation. Oh God. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if my heart can take it. Can you handle it? I don't know. But let's let's see what people are saying now. The last few weeks of celebrating the ACC champs and what they're preparing for for 2022. Pittsburgh, you know, it's it's a it's a town that can it can go negative sometimes real quick, but also 
if you talk to any outsiders, we're definitely going to let them know they won the championship. But within the inner circle, Vince, <laughs> it could be a different tune. So let's let's see if we can get a sneak peek of what's really being said around town. Another Saturday coming, and the Panthers are playing. Time to find out what the answers are saying. Pitt don't have Kenny. They don't have Jordan Addison. They ain't going to be no good. Yeah, you're right. Hail to Pitt. But the answers are saying. That's what the Inzers are saying. Uh, <laughs> different levels of optimism, depending on when you talk to somebody, <laughs> is, is what I figured out uh, with going through this. Uh, Alan, uh, you know, we got several weeks before the season gets started here. I figured we'd, we'd take uh, this week and we'll go with and we'll talk about uh, two of the conferences that everybody's telling us are the, are the most important in, in this whole country. Oh, college football! Don't you dare think that this whole thing's going to change instantly. It's a slow process, but the the mood is very different. Even though teams are still in conferences, they don't want to be in anymore this season. And you've got this, this, this weird vibe this season. It's kind of a transitional season all across. You've got firsts going on, new coaches, uh, new teams emerging. Changings of the guards, possibly. I don't know what to expect. All I know is that the SEC and the Big Ten are what we're focusing on right now, Vince. So let's quickly, we're getting the, the countdown. We don't, we don't have a lot of time to break these conferences down uh, like we normally would like, but let's get into it. I really, I really want to believe Alabama will dominate until the SEC, until Brian Kelly leaves LSU. And I mean, I just don't even want to see that. And uh, then Nick Saban retires, and then they try to steal Pat Narduzzi. That's my prediction for the <laughs> SEC, but that's kind of going beyond 2022. But a and supposed to step in there and what be uh, more of a threat. Georgia, of course, is going to be great. W- what's different this year than we've said in the past, other than we got a new guy in, at LSU pretending to be Cajun? I, I, I don't uh, – not much. I mean, I, I – you know, as good as uh, – you know, as good as, you know, a and M can be. Are they really going to beat Alabama two years in a row, or Georgia really going to beat Alabama two years in a row? I don't. I don't think so. I don't. I mean, Georgia not going to be as good. Uh, Alabama. The only thing I'll say is that you know their defense is going to be phenomenal, but their offense, you know, should be very good with Bryce Young again. But uh, they do uh, inherited a lot of transfer players, uh, but. I'm not sure how all that's going to mesh, but you know everything I'm reading is basically saying Alabama is going to just destroy everybody again. Uh, it, it just I, I, the only thing I'll say is that because of you know maybe some of these other conferences not being as strong, maybe you might see two SEC teams sneak into that uh, playoff again this year. So I don't know if the, the door is open for for a Georgia or, or an A and M to sneak in. I mean, yeah, and it's, as as fun as it is and exciting it is as it is every year, it's kind of the same deal every year. But then, because we are relate, we have a relation to this conference a little bit now with Tennessee as an opponent. Mm-hmm. They're going to be better this year, right? I yes, mean, they are, and they're going to be uh, maybe making some waves within the uh, conference. Hopefully, yeah. uh, for Pitt's uh, status yeah. as a with a big win over them early in the season. 
Yeah, I, we'll, we'll see uh, what they. I mean, I, I'm not totally sold on Hendon Hooker as a as a you know a, as somebody that could really take him to the promised land. But I definitely think they're they're the number two team in the SEC East, and you know if they can if they could somehow pull off an upset in that game against Georgia, they could make it uh, to the to the to the SEC title game. And I, I think they're going to be a strong team, and we're gonna we're gonna be finding that out week two. I cannot wait. Uh, to break down that that second annual Johnny Majors Classic, and you know I I'm I've read in my I mean these are not the Phil Steele preview which I haven't gotten my magazine yet latest I've ever bought it, but I saw one I forget where that said Hendon Hooker most underappreciated quarterback in the entire entirety of college football. So wow, that's that's saying something. Could there be a, at least the changing of the guard within the mid range of the SEC? Maybe. But they, they've been saying that for years and years, but now yeah. it actually feels kind of like it might happen with the well, Vols, you know, which is great for Pitt. Yeah, I mean, it, it may take your buddy Billy and Apier a little time to to rebuild Florida. Uh, so there's certainly an opening there. And, you know, Ole Miss, and, until proven otherwise, their, their whole defensive scheme is to just get the ball back as soon as possible, even if it means – letting the other team score on you. So uh, until those things get cleared up, uh, you know, it doesn't seem like it's going to change a whole hell of a lot. So the SEC, we expect more of the of the same. We're both uh, picking Alabama. Yep. Uh, yep. Is this an angry Alabama, I guess we would yes, classify Yes, I think them? so. Yeah, that, that's the yep. worst kind. <laughs> so you got to. And then we'll go over to the Big Ten, which is going to be very different in the near future. But this this year – um ohio state obviously the big favorites there we got an angry ohio state for the first time in a long ass time yeah now this this team they just seem like they're just going to trounce everyone in this conference i've been yeah i've been reading up on these teams alan and it it, this big 10 is just trash as far as i'm concerned i mean i mean michigan i guess they're going to be okay uh you know they'll be pretty good and then you know you got some you got some some decent teams, you know. You got a, you know, a Wisconsin, an Iowa, you know, a Michigan State, a Penn State. You know, those teams will be, you know, fringe top twenty five teams. Uh, but then the the bottom falls out real quick. Uh, so I I just don't see anybody's going to be stopping Ohio State this year. Yeah, and yeah, C.J. Stroud and and, and that team should I think uh, coast. Um, obviously, the the game against Michigan to to get the revenge finally losing but yeah i don't i mean i hate to be chalky but i mean the previews for this conference even easier and there's no i mean i don't get excited about big 10 football until now until usc and ucla are going to join i guess i'll have to care about it in the future but uh yeah this uh this is going to be uh a different a different kind of uh season in terms of the vibe because it's the last of this uh this set up this this yeah. identity of what the big 10 is it's going to be totally different in the very near future so enjoy it while it lasts if you like the big 10 for some reason <laughs> i get that's really all i have to say about it i mean it just it just uh uh we'll, next week alan when we break down the pack the pack 12 and, and the big 12 we'll be talking about some some of that expansion and and what some of our uh you know, USC and UCLA friends are, are saying about all, all this nonsense that's going on. Yeah, and after I read my Phil Steele mag front to front to back 
cover to cover. I mean, I, I'll, I'll have a, maybe more to say about the, the deeper innards of the Big Ten, too, because I'm sure there's, <laughs> there's a nugget I can give people about Iowa uh, some, somewhere, or maybe even Illinois. I'll have to. I got to read up though. I just got back to the country. Give me a break, Vince. I'll, I'll give you a break. Is is and is next week? All, are we going to do a funeral for the Pac-12 yet, or are we going to wait till? <laughs> it's too soon. Too soon. Okay. Don't bury them just yet. Uh, yeah. Well, we, we next week uh, we'll be back. We'll be talking some Pac-12, talking some Big 12. Maybe we even talk some ACC. Actually, yeah. Uh, we'll be talking that before before uh, we get we get to that brawl week where where we're going to be full on. You know, pit final season preparations, full on West Virginia mode, getting ready for that huge backyard brawl, September 1st, a clash of undefeated teams. This is the first backyard brawl featuring undefeated teams in a very long time. As far as I'm concerned, it's bigger than any brawl that's ever happened. There's never been a, a backyard brawl pitting the best team in the ACC from the previous year and this year, because Pitt will be undefeated, and also the best team this season from the Big 12, because West Virginia will be undefeated at the time. So they'll be top of the standings. Yeah. So it's going to yeah. be a big one. First time ever. And, uh, yes, we will be getting you ready over the next couple of weeks for that one. And, of course, hail into Pitt all season long. Thanks for welcoming welcoming us back. It uh, feels good to be back, Vince, hail into Pitt with you. I know uh, – we we were real. We were uh, dormant. Uh, we uh, since the season ended. I think that was a smart choice this year. We enjoyed <laughs> that that championship, and I'm feeling totally refreshed and ready to defend and uh, go along this ride with you. So, looking forward to hailing the pit with you. Oh, it is going to be a a tremendous ride. Uh, <laughs> there's just so much unpredictability that's going to be happening. The only thing we do know is that we're going to be hailing real hard uh, on the Hail to Pit podcast each and every week, talking to these Panthers, talking about defending this ACC title, talking about going for you know even higher heights that we saw last. Hell yes, from Bro Bridge to Allison Park and everywhere in between. Tell your friends, subscribe to Hail the Hail to Pit podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Uh, let them know Pit is the, they're the champs. They're defending, and I got the best show I listen to all season long. Get me hyped each week for the big games, and uh, it's right here. So thank you, and again at H Two P Show on social media if you want to hit us up there. Uh, it's going to be a fun season. Thanks for listening, everybody. And uh, how do we end the show? Hail to Pit, everybody.